Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that made that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will put my law in their minds, write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the last, from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to This is His Story. That's God's story being told to his people. We're starting a new year, and this is a new podcast. A lot of things are new and different in our lives. What are you going to do with them? How are you going to handle the new things that come along that you're going to have to face? You're going to have to accept and endure? What do you do with the new things that God has prepared for you? I'm Barbara Culver, and I'm your host for this evening. I hope you had a joyous celebration of the new year this past weekend. We did. We got with family and friends, and we laughed and giggled and told stories and just had a grand time. But now it's a new year. What are you going to do with a new year? God had promised his people his covenant would always be with them. But now he's going to make a new covenant. This new covenant would first be with Israel. But it would not be according to the covenant that God had made with Israel. With Moses. This was a covenant about redemption. And bringing his people back to him. And it began at the birth of Jesus. There's a lot of covenants that were made in the Bible. There's Abrahamic covenant, which promised to Abraham and his descendants a land, a nation, and a blessing to extend to all nations. There was the Mosaic or Sinaitic covenant given to Israel with the law, the sacrifices, and the choice of blessing or cursings. There was a Davidic covenant that promised an everlasting dynasty, a perfect ruler, and a perfect promised Messiah. God's plan of redemption through these covenants has been completed and perfected in the new covenant that he was going to make with his people through the the birth, the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. The promises to a new covenant was about a change, 
a change that God was going to make. No longer was it going to be included in all the people, but personally, one-on-one. Your relationship with Christ has nothing to do with anybody else but you. What are you doing with him in your life? He wants you to know that he wants to commune with you. He wants to have that talk relationship where you talk to him and he talks back to you. People ask me all the time, well, God doesn't talk to me. Yeah, he does, friend. If you open up the word of God, he's talking to you. And he's telling you something about himself, about his son, about the Holy Spirit that lives within you, and something about you that he wants to do over and make new again. God said, they broke my covenant with them. Because they decided to do life the way they wanted to do life. They didn't want to listen to what God said. Because it didn't make sense to them. It wasn't giving them what they thought they needed. And yet, God was enough all along. They just never saw him as being enough. He says Now I'm going to put my law into their minds and write it on their hearts. You see, every time you read the Bible, his law becomes a part of your mind. That's when you're to meditate upon it. You're to think about it. You're to comprehend what does it say to me in my life. How does this play out for me? What am I supposed to do with it? The law no longer was going to be external. God was going to change the minds and the hearts of all people that were going to be connected to him. It didn't renounce the law. It didn't take away the law. It just makes the law closer and more important to people by setting it in their minds and in their hearts instead of on a stone tablet or a paper page. It was going to be spiritual, and it was going to be internal, and it was going to be based on an intimate knowledge of Jehovah God. Well, you're never going to have an intimate relationship with Jehovah God until you open up that Bible that's been sitting on your shelf for years, and you begin to read it. You don't have to understand it. There's nowhere in the Bible does he command you to understand everything that's in the Bible? I'm 75 years old. There are lots and lots of things in that book that I still don't understand. And I have to get out commentaries and studies and try to figure out how this pertains to me. What, what am I supposed to do with this? But obedience to the law is not a prior condition for entering into the new covenant, but it's a promised blessing to the new covenant. God is going to do something mighty and powerful. God works obedience 
through the gospel. And holiness is asked of us by the law. Holiness is brought to us by the gospel. So the heart is is written upon it with all the law of Christ, all the commandments that Christ, and Christ gave us two commandments. The first one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And the second likened to it, love your neighbor as yourself. Friends, if you are obeying the first commandment that Jesus gave, you are obeying the first four Ten Commandments. If you are obeying the second commandment to love your neighbor as yourself, you will obey the last six of the Ten Commandments. They all work together. But the heart now was going to be the material upon which God was going to write. He says, and I will be their God and they shall be my people. It brings a new relationship with God through Christ Jesus. It's more, there is no division. There was the veil in the temple where only behind the veil could the high priest go. Jesus is our high priest now. And we can go behind that veil anytime we want to. And we talk to God the Father. We can talk to Jesus Christ. And above all, talk to the Holy Spirit that lives within you. That's what he wants. Because he says, I want you to know me from the least of these to the greatest of these. It doesn't matter your racial part of life, your gender part of life. It doesn't matter how much money you make or you don't make, where your standing is in the politics of life. He just wants you. He wants all of you. And he wants it to be personal. The Bible is written to you personally. And it's written for a reason. So that you'll get to know God. And that you'll see his son, Jesus Christ. And that you will believe in him. And you will come to a saving knowledge. And you will be part of this new covenant that God was talking about in this time. He says, I will forgive their iniquity. And their sin I will remember no more. This is true cleansing from sin. When Jesus hung on the cross... His blood was spilled out for your sin. Every sin that you have committed. And if you say you have no sin, you just sinned. Because every person has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We don't make the mark. But he did. And he paid the price for us. So that we won't have to deal with that. We won't have to face the judgment of God. This new covenant brings a forgiveness that's so complete that God no longer even remembers your sin. It's a restoration in our fellowship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So this is a new year. Every day is a new day. 
and his mercies are new every morning. Praise the Lord, because I need mercy more than I need anything. Because I don't do everything right. I'm not a perfect person. I used to have a friend that would tell me, you don't have any problems in your life. And I would go, what do you mean by that? Man, you come out to my house and I'll show you every problem in the world. Why would you say that to me? And she said, because you're always upbeat. You never seem to get down about anything. And I looked at her and I told her, I said, that's because I get in the word of God and I let the word handle my problems. I let God handle them. You know, I told the Lord the night my husband had a heart attack. I said, Lord, he won't let me do anything for him. So you're going to have to take care of him. And he did that. He's still doing that. Now, things don't always work out the way we think they're going to. Life isn't the way we plan it. Sometimes, very rarely in my life, is it the way I've planned it. Because my plans aren't perfect. His are. But when I get in the Word of God, and I read it, and I study it, and I let it sink into me, it becomes who I am. And my favorite Bible verse in all of Scripture is a one that's rarely used, but it's the one that I've stood on for years. And it's Nehemiah 8.10. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You see, there's times in my life when I don't have joy. There's times in my life I don't have peace. But all I have to do is say, Lord Jesus, I need some of your joy today. Because he says, I give you my joy that you may be made complete. And when I have his joy, I'm strong and I can deal with life. Is it still hard? Yeah, for the human side of me. But as far as the spiritual side of me, no, it's very easy. Because I've surrendered my life to him entirely. There are things in my life he still wants to change. At the age of 75, and you think, well, at the age of 75, you shouldn't have anything that you need to change. Yeah, there are. Because I don't always love like he wants me to love. I don't always give grace the way he wants me to give grace. I've taught myself how to do that. You see, God tells you to do these things, but he doesn't give you the formula for it because each one of us is different. We handle life in a different way. What is it new that he wants to change in you this year? Is it your love pattern? Is it your relationship with other people? Is it simply your worship with him? Because he always wants worship. That's what he's all about. We are to worship him. For he is the creator of all things. The giver of all good gifts. He makes life worth living. And without him, we're nothing. You're simply just 
existing. Do you know my Jesus? I hope you do. But if you're listening to this and you don't have that joy that you can have, you don't have the peace that he brings, I encourage you today to come to the Father and repent of all your wrongdoings because I can guarantee you you're full of them. Ask him to forgive you and you'll become a new creature and a new life will begin and you'll be going, wow, this is so much better than what it was before. Take care of your life. You only live in this world one time, but you're going to live in eternity one of two places. Heaven with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, or in hell, where you are totally 100% separated from God. That's the most miserable thing I can think of for a person. Start thinking about this new year. How would you like new year to be? One of joy? Ask for it. One of peace? Ask for it. One of wisdom? Ask for it. One of guidance? You've got it right there inside of you. He is your guide. And the word of God will direct your path. And life will become very interesting this new year. You have a great week this week. And I pray God's blessings upon you. That you will come and join with his new covenant. And begin life new all over again. Bye for now.